You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Okay, I'll hit the record button, and you know what, Kevin? I'm going to get you to do a backup recording because I, I did something the other day that I I know I just shouldn't do, but I, I had to. I updated Skype, and then I updated Core Recorder, and I haven't... Well, I tested it quickly. So I spoke to the Skype chick, you know, that really nice, sexy voice that, you know, comes through on the, the Skype line? The, the Skype s- lady. The Skype lady, indeed, or the Skype girl, whatever you want to call her. Anyway, she's hot. She talks to me daily. Maybe that's because <laughs> none of my friends want to talk to me, but anyway, you know who you are if you don't talk to me. But, uh, yeah, so and, and anyway, I updated. Hopefully it'll go well, because we've got to record Geekiest Show Ever 109. Yes, we do. We have to record Geekiest Show Ever episode 109. That, that, that's what I said, Kevin, 109. There's no and in it. I'm going to correct you. It's 109. <laughs> My God. And with that, maybe we should say hello to the listeners? No, why bother? They don't say hello to us. They do to me. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, listeners, for saying <laughs> hi to Kevin. Actually, it, it, interesting, I had a, uh, I had a tweet from uh, Summer, Summer Hartsville, one of our mutual friends. You know what, I, I like Summer. It's winter at the moment down under, so I'm getting cold, so Summer sounds warm. Summer's a very warm person. Thank very you. Very much. Uh, but she uh, she wanted to know where her geekiest show ever episode was, and I told her I said, "Well, we're recording it this evening, which is Monday, what May twentieth oh, for me." About, talk about the the stress and the pressure. Then I've got to edit it and get it out quickly. Ah! Yeah, big stress and pressure. Oh, <laughs> it is well, Kevin. It, you know, this is hard. I don't think people realize. How hard it is to to produce a podcast each and every single week. It, you know, the poor computer, it just hurts it. It just, you know, chugs away and, and has to save all this data, convert all this data, output all this data. And then I go remember to do the show notes and make it coherent. Because someone, the man who shall remain nameless, wants show notes and show titles. And oh my God, it's just absolutely horrendous. Talk about pushy. I mean, I've never met anyone who's so pushy. I want this. I want that. I want something else. Oh, my well, I, God. I always email him a per, my personal copy of the show notes, the same ones I send you. Ah, uh, so he gets the good version then. Yeah, exactly. He gets the truthful version <laughs> with the real links in it. Yeah, you look, you know, he, he's going to click on a link. <laughs> Uh, well, you're complaining about the cold, and I was sweating in certain places again today. I came home oh, from it's work. That time and, of year. <laughs> yeah. I came home today and uh, had to go out. My my wife was kind enough. I mowed the yard Friday evening, uh, front yard, and then the backyard. It got late, and I didn't get the front yard or the backyard mowed. Can't speak today. <laughs> so, and then we had rain off and on over the weekend, so I never got a chance to. Uh, to mow. You, you were happy so my with wife, that. Well, I didn't get to mow the backyard. I mowed the front. My wife was kind enough to mow the backyard for me, so I came home and took the weed eater out. I'd put new string and stuff on it. Had to weed whack around the fence and do all that sort of thing. So um, that takes about thirty, about 25 to 30 minutes to do all that weed eating. Mm-hmm. And um, 
which is okay. Uh, but man, was it hot out there. It was like about 80, <clears throat> so it's like 27 Celsius. Oh, nice. nice. That is miserable. No, no that's, that's perfect weather. That's not too hot, not too cold. Just lovely. And if you had a little cross breeze coming through, oh, I'd be I, in heaven. The ceiling fans are going at high speed. I got the air conditioner set at 32. I got <laughs> Fahrenheit. <laughs> you are crazy, absolutely crazy. That is perfect weather. That's the weather when you go and you sit outside and you just bask in the sun. No, no, yep. I didn't. I came in, I took a cold shower so I could cool down before I ate dinner and came down and had to deal with, I, I mean, speak with you. <laughs> deal with me. Why does everyone have to deal with me? Griffith does the same thing. It's just, I, I, am I that hard to get along with? I just want to say I've said it before. Gretel is a saint in the in the making. <laughs> she, if I live long enough to do it, I will personally nominate her with the Pope, and I'm not even Catholic. <laughs> oh dear! Yeah, you know what? She is good to put up with me. Damn because, good, me. <laughs> but you know what? I got to put up with stuff too because you know I got Nicholas off sick this week, and I was going to go and see the new Star Trek movie yesterday. Couldn't. Today he's sick again. Couldn't say today. And yet everyone else I know has gone to see the Star Trek movie. I'm looking at, at Twitter and I hate you, Twitter. I hate you, Twitter followers. And I hate the people who I'm following because everyone's gone to see it but me! I haven't been to see it. Thank God. One person who's sane. Now, how come, Kevin? Uh, well, first of all, I hate movie theaters. So do I. I well, I've never really yeah. liked them that much. And they really frown on the on me killing people when I go in movie theaters. It's just this thing they have. They don't like me to do it. Sure, so that, I, that's understandable. It makes a mess. They've got the cleanup and all that, but you Plain know, new carpet. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just total. No, uh, actually, I wanted to go. We have we still have. Uh, fortunately, where I live, we still have a drive-in <laughs> theater. And I was going to go down and uh, tried to talk the kids into going Saturday evening. And I'm kind of glad I didn't because I found out, without a spoiler, it would not really be appropriate for my 10 or maybe even my 13-year-old to see Star Trek. You, and you, you know what's funny? Gretel said to me, why don't you just take Nicholas with you? And I said, because they won't let me in the theater because it's, you know, it's you know like M15 plus out here. Uh, the rating is quite high. And she said, yeah, but does it matter? I mean, he watches it at home with you. And it's like, yeah, but it's a little bit different. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's I. Uh, so I wanted to see. In the worst part, I went the drive-in that, that's here near the house has two screens. It has a front screen and a rear screen. Front screen's playing Iron Man three, and then the rear of uh, the first of the you, two movies. You, and the you, rear know, you need to be right in the middle, and then you just need to switch your head to you know have the headphone on each side and just switch your head and you know be like one of those clowns in the. The circus, you know, with the open mouth and you put the ball in the mouth and you get a prize. Exactly. Yeah, I look like enough of a clown already. I posted a picture that I look like a clown on online today. Ooh, I missed that one. Yeah, see, you don't follow close enough. Don't bitch well, about yeah, Twitter if you don't. That's, that's only because everyone was saying, oh, I've seen the Star Trek movie. Oh, I give it nine out of ten. I give it nine and a half out of ten. Oh, it's brilliant. You have to see it. And some people have even seen it twice. Oh my god! Yeah. I, I'm guessing at this point, I'll probably just wait for the DVD and 
it I get, did for it, the you other. know what? It, it, yeah, I, it gets a little bit like that, doesn't it? It's um, you know, if my son wasn't sick, I would have seen it this week. But after a week or so, it kind of loses the luster because all of a sudden, if next week I go and I and then I pump out on Twitter, oh, I saw the Star Trek movie. No one gives a damn. No one cares that I saw it a week after they did. They've already had their conversations. They already had their little group talks about how good it was and. And then I get left out, and that's that's what always happens to me, Kevin. It's always happened in life. I always get left out of everything. Is that the reason your mom used to tie a pork chop around your neck to get the dog to yes. play with you when you were little? Yes. It was funny as hell to me. Anyway, the, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I yeah, I guess at this point, unless it hangs on till this weekend, and I can convince. It's just creepy to go sit at the drive-in by yourself, though. I'm sorry. Yeah, even the movie theater is a bit creepy. Um, but, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, look, I, l- let me put it this way. No one around here will go with me, so I'll go on my own. It's like, yeah, whatever. But um, Well, if, you, if you'll fly up here, we can go to the drive-in together. Oh, that, that works. sounds really bad. Oh, that God, sounds that bad. does sound bad. Oh, God. Oh, now the listeners are throwing up in their mouths. <laughs> yes, for once, I agree with you. And listeners, yeah. that was all Kevin's idea, okay? No, no, no. no, that, no, no that was no. Kevin's... Ke- Kevin had thought of that idea. See, see how desperate we are to see the new Star Trek movie? You know what, Kevin? I, I actually threw out on Twitter last night to Tim Chatton, who I do the International Film Podcast with, because uh, he's seen it. Damn bloody bugger. Uh, <laughs> I love, I, I love you, Tim, but oh, I can just imagine when we record tomorrow, he's going to go, I saw the Star Trek movie, and I'm going, yeah, 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 whatever. Um, <laughs> but it, I, I threw out there, I'd love iTunes or, or something similar, or, or Hoyts or whoever your big movie theaters are around the world. I'd love them to have the ability to go to the theater in your own home, pay more like you would when you go to the theater, but download it on demand. So you watch it one time. You only get to watch it one time. So it's like an iTunes rental. But instead of paying your four ninety nine, five ninety nine, whatever the price is for HD in the US, you'd pay maybe 10 or $15 to watch it that one time. So you'd have the option of either go to the theatre, see it on the big screen, or if, like me, you're stuck at home because your son's sick, then you could still watch it. Well, now... How much does it cost you? I, I didn't see yours and Tim's conversation. How much did it cost to go see it in the theater? Was he talking about? Uh, well, he was talking around about ten dollars or so. Um, I think eight dollars. But like for me, uh, and this is where it's stupid. Our theaters are, are really bad out here because on Mondays it's ten dollars. Then on Tuesday it steps up and uh, and goes to. Uh, $21 and then it, it stays pretty much at that price until Monday again and then Monday's the cheap day and you know working for myself it's great because I can go on a Monday you know I can just take Monday off it's Sunday in the US so the guys who I, I work for in the US they don't care because they're still on their weekend so it's, Monday's usually a dead day for me anyway uh, but yeah they, they fluctuate the prices and depending how many people are going because we've got now ri- opportunities to reserve certain seats so you've got the theater layout when you go online to book and you can pick which seats you want to reserve which is really cool but then as it starts filling up the price starts going up so it's not a set rate it just 
it changes. It's it's That's almost criminal. Bizarre. Yeah. I mean, again, I I haven't been in a movie theater here in the United States for probably oh fifteen, maybe twenty years. I can't mm-hmm. remember just because I, it it got to the point I couldn't stand it. People would not shut up. You know, or oh, they're always they doing something. Oh, there was bubble gum on the seats, or the seats were it just, was just really uncomfortable. Well, you and know, then, I and then get... people would go to the toilets in the middle of the movie. Now, listen, I, I'm not one for going to the toilets in the middle of the movie. Titanic, three hours, lots of water. I had to go in the middle of that movie. That movie needed a goddamn intermission. But that's the only movie I'm, I've ever gone to the toilet through the middle of. Otherwise, I can I can hold my bladder. Uh, I could have saved you that. I could have told you how that movie ended. What? It sank. <laughs> that's not the point, Kevin. <laughs> See, this is what I... You know how, how people go, Oh, don't give spoiler alerts. I don't really care if I find out what the whole story is of the new Star Trek movie. Hell, I might even buy the book and read the, the book... Ab- adaptation I think that's the right word um, of the movie before I see the movie anyway because I I do like reading and and often you get little bits and pieces that you miss with just one screen of a movie anyway Um, but it's I don't care about the spoiler alert it's the journey to get there that I enjoy with movies and that's what I love about it I, I can know that it Hey, yeah, the boat sank in Titanic, and that, that's the story. But it's how did it sink, and why did it sink, and then the romance story that was there. It was all, you know, very. The water nice. came in. The water yeah, came but... in. <laughs> it, hit, it had a hole, and water comes in, and and, and, and that and, makes it less buoyant. And 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 this is the brain that brought us Honey Boo Boo. No, this is the brain that knows how things work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're also the one that brought Honey Boo Boo into our lives. Oh my god! And, well, and they're is... coming back for a second season or third season. I, technically, it, what is? I it? think it's like the third season or something my like that. God. Well, you know, I happened to catch a couple articles online. Uh, June and Sugar Bear got married. You, you know, listeners, I, I honestly don't know why I, I brought this up because I know every time I print it up. I just want to get my hands around Kevin's neck and strangle him. So, and, and supposedly, uh, they've all lost some weight. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, but so, that, that doesn't mean that they're going to they be less they didn't stupid. Lose their, yeah, they didn't lose their redneck, I no. don't think. <laughs> so, I, 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 in the words of, uh, of uh, Forrest Gump, stupid is what stupid does. Yep. Well, I got another friend that she always tells, she told her daughter growing up, she said, uh, if you're going to be stupid, you got to be tough, because <laughs> stupid hurts. <laughs> That's so, so uh, but uh, we were talking about, yeah, the, when it comes to movies like that, I don't panic about it anymore. You know, it, and literally, I can deal with an uncomfortable seat if it's a movie I really want to see. Mm-hmm. I can deal with a floor where I have to physically yank my feet up because the floor is sticky. You know, I can deal with all of that. I can. I've dealt with it. Mm. Uh, We used to have a theater with, uh, or I've gone to theaters where they they had the $1.50 matinee specials and and stuff like that. But it's the people talking and milling around. Just It's like, would you shut the hell up? I want to see the movie. Just shut up. 
and they, I just can't stand it anymore, so I mm-hmm. just quit. Now, I, the nice thing about going to the drive-in when we go down there, which is where we do usually go if we go to the movies, one, you get two movies for eight bucks a person. Wow, that's nice. Um, the other thing is, if people get noisy, I can just roll the damn windows up. <laughs> Unless it's a hot day and you're sweating in certain places. Then oh, you hell no. a sweat box. Air, then I turn the air conditioner on full blast. <laughs> Oh hell no, no! I got I got that problem all figured out. Nope, I'm I'm good with the driving. I I can handle the driving. But yeah, I mean, I haven't. Again, I just don't go to movies just because I the the inconsiderateness of people people mm-hmm. being inconsiderate. I guess um drives me up a wall. Now, my wife and kids will go occasionally to the movies. They go. Uh, they'll go to matinees if the kids want to see something during the summer, but they're going in the middle of the day mm-hmm. and all that. We have an actually, uh, and they're just rebuilding the main theater here in town. Uh, they closed it down a little over a year ago, and it's about to reopen. Um, they built It's one of the theaters here in town. But we also have what's called an Alamo Draft House Theater. Hmm. If you look it up online, it's alamodrafthouse.com, if the memory serves me correctly. And this was the first one of those built outside the state of Texas. Hmm. And these theaters are very uh, posh. I, I'll use that word for lack of it. Not only can you go in and sit down, but they will serve you food and drink. Uh, we, while- we, we've got those as well, yeah. Although we, we don't have the full theater with that. So you've, you've got the commoners down the, down the front closer to the screen and then up on a lofty area you've got these really relaxed chairs that recline and you've got a little table and you can have your wine or your beer and you can have your chips you you know a, a bit not just ordinary chips i mean we're talking about nachos with cheese and just beautiful stuff plus it's much cleaner you don't get bubble gum up on that area because let's face it it's 35 dollars a seat so yeah it, you know it's expensive it's just- this is expensive, although they'll have cheap things. Uh, like, they'll have rebro- uh, rebroadcast, re-showings of uh, older movies. You know, they'll run a special. They might have sporting events, uh, live sporting events that aren't broadcast on television. Um, they'll have a bunch of different things like that. Uh, but Alamo Draft House is pretty cool. Uh, but it is kind of expensive because we've got some friends that a couple times they've gone to see a movie and uh, they talked about it's just the three of them. It's the uh, the parents and their one <laughs> child. And they go to see the movie. And I said they they said they'll get like one or two snacks and a drink. Mm-hmm. And for a movie, they'll drop you know sixty bucks for the three of them. And it's like, oh crap! I'm sorry. There isn't any movie worth sixty bucks. <laughs> yeah, you know it gets too expensive, doesn't it? And uh, you know, look, I, I'm just I'm I'll be buying the star trek movie anyway because it doesn't matter whether it's good or bad i still buy the star trek stuff so you know i'm that much of a fan that i don't care uh whether it's good or bad if it's got star trek on it i'm into it so um yeah Yeah, but you you chastised me for not having my star trek thing put together yeah that's right because you don't have it put together you don't have it displayed it's in my glass cabinet over there Looking beautiful right in front of my next generation whole seven seasons and it looks great. Yeah, I don't well I say I don't have any good place to display it that it won't get dusty, so Well yeah, it's, I'm in my cupboard, it's got the glass doors so it closes and then you can see what's in there and it doesn't get dust in there, so I mean that's you know 
You do definitely need that because you don't want to be having to vacuum dust off that little model. But it's really cool. I love it. Oh, yeah. I, I'll, I'll have to see. Maybe I'll get a second one. I've got a full-size Enterprise from... Or not a full size. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, I've got something that covers the entire neighborhood. Um, <laughs> a, a large scale model of uh, the Enterprise from uh, TNG mm-hmm. that the uh, nacelles light up and stuff on, Ooh, and it makes it nice. Yeah, I had to, and it's it was assembled, and then I had to take it apart because again, I didn't have any place to to set it up, but I still have it. What a shame. Yeah, it's it's still it's still very nice. I uh, I keep it close. I haven't let it go like a lot of my other stuff. I had to get rid of, but it in a box it takes up less space, and I can store it away to someday when I'm really old and pathetic, and you know, I I can get it someday? out. I won't re- Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! I got one in. <laughs> Well, if it hadn't been for you wearing your mankini, it wouldn't have been, we wouldn't have Mike wouldn't have had to step in last week. And a big thank you to Mike. Oh yeah, sure. you know what? I even forgot Mike did that. Jeez, thank you, Mike. It was a, actually it was a really good show. And and because I was thinking this morning before I, I connected up, or you called me, I should say, I was thinking, Jesus, it's been a long time since I've spoken to Kevin. And it's like now I had him on Namp and and so forth, and it's like, but we weren't goof, goofing about, so it's you know goofiness. It's been like two weeks. Yeah, it's, yeah, it has been two weeks since we've acted like silly twits. Well, you know, that's just the way we are. I mean, would anyone want to change us? I, I say not. I say they would not want to make us less twitty. And they... <laughs> so, <laughs> twitty? Yeah, makes it, you know, like, it, it makes me it makes me think that we're part of the Leo Laporte network at twits. Oh, the twit army, you mean? Oh, God. What a bunch of twits. Anyway, I'm sure I've offended some people who still think Leo Laporte walks on on water. Well, well, speaking, though, of uh, silliness, we wanted to talk about somebody that you and I both think is completely silly in the head. And that is The man who shall remain nameless? No, he's not completely silly in the head. He's only mostly silly in the head. Oh, I, I can, uh, sorry, sorry, Mike McPeak. No, Mike. Yeah, well, Mike is completely Summer? insane. No, Summer's not Allison? insane. Shut up. No, Allison, shut up. I'm talking about Rowan Atkinson, aka Mister Bean. You know what? I absolutely love Mister Bean. And you know it's interesting, or not Bean's- really interesting. Uh, look, there's so little of Mister Bean. When you think about it, there's so many good episodes that he did on the TV series, and then did, of course, the animated series, and he's done the the couple of movies. But one thing that it feels like it went on for years, the Mister Bean franchise. You know, like it, it was this really long drawn out thing. But when you actually sit down and watch it back to back, it's like. Wow, that is not that much of Mr. Bean. It's like... And, and UK drama, UK comedy tends to do that. I mean, the US and Australia have a tendency to let's bastardise this thing and make it as many episodes as possible. The UK, on the other hand, they'll, they'll do something like a miniseries, and they're big on miniseries, where it's like six episodes, and that's it. But they're brilliant episodes. And... Yeah. 
you know, whereas some things, are, you know, I'm thinking just Breaking Bad popped into my head uh, as a TV show that could have really been compressed to like two seasons in the US instead of now going on to the fifth season. Thank God they're finishing it this year because it's like, yeah, come on, there's only so long that storyline can last for until you need something else. So, and, and that happens all the time. Now, admittedly, there's not enough Star Trek in this world and they should have continued each series of Star Trek, but they didn't. Uh, especially Enterprise, still my favourite. It may have got a little bit floppy-whoppy towards the end there, but, you know, it was still my favourite of all time. Uh, but, you know, it's things like Mr. Bean, Blackadder, uh, oh, yeah. you know, just, they're just condensed, absolutely perfect. They get in there, give you lots of laughs in a short amount of time and lots of memories, but they don't have any dull spots. There's no filler episodes. You know, one thing I hate about the US TV series is those dream sequences where it's like, okay, we don't have the budget to do this, so we're going to put this imaginary thing where we go back into the previous storylines and use clips from episodes before. So all we're going to use is the editor and about five minutes of, of two people talking. They did it on Enterprise once when Archer and um, I forget the engineer's name now where they, they were... In, no, Archer wasn't in the, the shuttle craft, actually. It was, uh, it was just two of the engineers. And they were sort of stranded. The Enterprise, you know... Got oh, yes, yes. I know, the episode, I know the yeah. episode you're talking about. And, um, it and, was and the it was, security officer and, and uh, the yes. engineer. Um, yeah. God damn. Malcolm and... Um, oh, my God. That's terrible. I can't remember I know, the it, characters. It, it, both, both of us love that series, and, and we can't remember. I, I remember to Paul. I'll never forget to Paul. Just, just like seven and nine as well. But anyway, um, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, stop, stop drooling. You've got another twenty years before you need to do the drool. <laughs> At least. All right, sorry, um, I'm back. <laughs> but yeah, it's those stories where they do some stupid thing or have a really small set, and and you're watching it and you're going. Why did you even do this? If you couldn't afford to do a proper job, why are you boring us? And and they do it on sitcoms as well. Sitcoms do it quite a lot, actually. Uh, I can't remember if the Big Ben's done it yet, but, uh, you know, all the big sitcoms have done it, you know, over time. And yeah, they did, a, they did a flashback to when Leonard and Sheldon first met. Yeah. They didn't, do a dream, they didn't do a dream sequence, but they did a flashback. Well, the flashback is kind of different because that was new footage, though, that they had to shoot. It wasn't like they nicked it out of previous shows. It's almost Dr- like, I don't know, they want to make this greatest hits episode or something. And it's like, listen, you're not rock stars, you're movie or TV stars. Different mediums. So I, I really appreciate British-made TV uh, because it is concise, it gets to the damn point, and um, it doesn't drag on. And, you know, you look at, you know, yes, minister, yes, prime minister, uh, uh, what else is there? There's uh, there's so many good things. Um, oh, yeah, there's uh, Vicar Dibley. Yeah. Uh, keeping uh, up chef. appearances. Yeah, keeping up appearances. Chef. Uh, 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 crap, the one in the department store. Oh, 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 I bought Gretel that for Mother's Day. Um, um, um. Are you being served? Are you being served? That is absolute gold. But you know what? There's only, for each season over 10 years, 
or, or ten seasons worth. I don't know if they put it over ten years or not. I'm not sure how it aired. Uh, but ten seasons worth, and there's like six episodes in each season. But each yeah. episode is great. There's not a bad one. It, it, the movie, yeah, I, though, oh, my God. The movie... It was a, was it was a rehash. It was a rehash of the episode. They took stuff out of the episode. Now, yeah. I didn't like towards the end, the last season or two of, of the show... Um, I didn't like the characters as well. I watched it. Well, see, they changed one of the the key actors, the young guy, um, uh, Mr. Lucas. Mr. Uh, yeah, they they changed his character, and then and then it just went downhill after that a, a little bit. But then what was interesting, I can't remember what they called it, but there was a series after that. I I can't. I'm thinking Grace and Favor. Grace and Favor. Thank you, Kevin. That is hilarious. I love that. And and oh, it was. was it- it was disappointing that they didn't continue that on longer than they did because that is funny TV. And it, it was perfect. They it was did. taking the same characters into a, a new situation so yeah. therefore new storylines could be developed and so forth. But it, it was just very, very funny. I, I actually, I think I, I have liked that, that a bit more. Oh, I, you're my hero, Kevin. I have that. Uh, my wife gave me that. A, well, it's been a while back. It's uh, oh, in this country, it was uh, "Are you being served again?" But I know the it was originally yep. aired as "Grace and Favor." Yep. Um, so you know that was really we really enjoy that, and we go back and watch that. And um, I like uh, "One Foot in the Grave." Victor yes. Meldrew. That was a good one. Um, what the, the, what are the other ones? Fresh Fields is not bad. Mm-hmm. Je- Jekyll was very good. If you like a uh, a sort of uh, a, 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 I guess a modern take on the Jekyll and Hyde character, uh, that was a, a very interesting one. And look, you know, you know what? We're forgetting one of the the, the most geekiest, best TV shows of all, Doctor Who. What? Doctor Who. Now, see, I'm like in the middle of that, and I catch bits, and I'll see an episode that's old, then I'll see one that's really new, and I go back and. I need to sit down and watch it from the very first all the way through. I, I need to do the same thing, and because that's how I watch everything now, anyway. So that's how I watch Star Trek. That's how I watch the X Files. That's how I watch everything. And then I I put the movie in where it's supposed to be, where it was released in the the chronological order. I'm I'm that fanatical. Like Nicholas, he wants to because I've got the Star Trek animated series. I, Australia, luckily, thank God. They released it long last out here because I, I think I mentioned to you in the past that we never had yep. So I got it straight away and it's sitting on my shelf. I, I've opened it and we've watched one episode just to appease Nicholas. Nicholas wants to watch all of them, but I won't let him watch all of them because I'm not up to them yet because I, I'm, I'm on the very last season of the original series and then I've got to jump onto the animated. Then I've got to jump onto the movies and, and I've got to watch them in sequence. I cannot watch them out of sequence. It drives me insane. So... That's just my OCD to the extreme, you see. No, no, no! Yes, yes, yes. No, I, I, I can understand that, but I will watch back and forth. I'll, I'll switch around and, you know, watch episodes of Enterprise, and then maybe watch some uh, uh, origi- the original, and then I might watch the only one I don't watch is uh, Deep Space Nine. I just Deep's- that one just seemed. I didn't like that one. Deep Space Nine had some good episodes. Not I must never great. have seen them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, it, it's my least favorite Star Trek um, timeline storyline. It, it's still good though. I, I wouldn't. 
But then let's put it this way. I'm a collector of Star Trek stuff. So I have to have it anyway and I have to watch it. It's But I don't find myself going, oh, man, I dislike this. You know, when I'm watching it, I get I get into it as it's intended. So each yeah, their I, own, I guess. But Yeah, I don't quite get into it a lot with with that. But, you know, you bring up an interesting point. You, you start talking about watching stuff chronologically and all that and and all that. I'm getting more and more to the point that there's very few shows that I'm not willing to wait until they come out on DVD, even if it's just a single season, and watch the whole thing. Because live TV is driving me up a freaking wall. What's live TV? I mean, I, yeah, that's exactly it. I, What's I, live I honestly TV? haven't watched a TV show on TV... It would have to be in at three or four years at the air time, in at least three or four years. I just there's no point because you've got to be there at a certain time, and and everyone knows when you got a family to run and that it's not going to work. You got to get the kids to bed at a certain time. So if you want to watch something at eight thirty, it's going to be a quarter to nine before you get to watch it, and you're going to miss the first fifteen minutes. And if it's an hour long program, that first fifteen minutes is important in developing the storyline. You know, so if you miss it, well, too bad. You you have no idea, and you're just going, oh, I don't know what's going on here. Um, and then you got the ads, and I can't stand the advertisements either. You know, it was, oh, a, it was a funny thing in the in the mid '90s. We got cable in Australia. I know America had it for many years before us, but we got cable. Foxtel came out here, and it was it was aimed ad, ad you know ad free TV because you paid a subscription, you paid money for it. And then progressively over time, there's ads, more ads, more ads. Now, not only do you pay for it, but you watch 15 minutes of ads per hour, which is exactly the same as standard terrestrial commercial television. And it's like, screw you, cable. You know, I'll I'll just go and I'll, I'll get it on iTunes, you know, or I'll wait for the DVD collection to come out. Or if it's something like Honey Boo Boo and, and Kevin's made me have a look at it to see how stupid it is, I'll I'll go and pirate it. Yeah, I'll you know, maybe I should get the first couple seasons of Honey Boo Boo on DVD and send them to you. You send them to me and we're having a good old fashioned bonfire night. <laughs> They're the fuel. And thank God your DVDs won't work out here. Oh, I'll send you a DVD player to go with. Oh God. Good lord. But yeah, no, look, getting back to, you know, the, the TV live issue TV. and live TV, I honestly don't watch live TV. I, um, I, you know what, I must say I have looked at it a couple of times over the years. Like, I'll, I'll look at, oh, let's go and, and check out what's on tonight, see if there's a good movie or something that's on TV tonight. Because, hey, if it's on TV, you're watching it for free, it means I don't have to spend 3 or $4 to rent it on iTunes. Um... And especially if it's a movie that you're not sure whether you're actually going to like or not, you know, that's often a good way to do it. But one of the big problem is, problems is that you just got to be there at that set time. Everything's got to work smoothly, and that's not life. And uh, so, yeah, I, I just I don't watch TV on the TV. When I'm watching TV on the TV, it's a DVD or it's on the Apple TV. That's the yeah, way I do it. I, I'm getting less and less, and because I do record a lot of stuff on our DVR, and then I'll watch it back. 
That's, I that's can't kind stand. of cool, but you know, I haven't had a, a DVR for years, and the last one was attached to my Foxtel uh, box. Um, but what I even found back then was I was recording so much stuff that it was filling up the hard drive, and, and that one I had, I think it had an 80 gig hard drive, so obviously you couldn't store that much in there. You know, reasonable amount, but I just found that I kept running out of storage all the time because I wasn't watching it anyway. You know, it's... If it was there for well, a now, week, I wasn't going to watch it in the end. Now, there, now I will let stuff, some stuff linger around. The only thing that I really like to watch live TV, and now I'm even getting bad about that, is sports. There's really only one sport that I really, truly love, and that's American football. And I will say that American football, so for our international cool. listeners. So, um, and I do, and I've even taken to now... I record the game sometimes, and I won't start watching it. Like, if the game starts at, like, in America, the football games come on generally at 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon, or 8 o'clock Sunday night, or 9 o'clock Monday night. Those are basically the times the game's air. And I will record it. If it's, a, if it's a Monday night game or a Sunday night game, a lot of times I don't watch it for a while anyway. But on the, the afternoon games, I will record my team, and then... <laughs> I will start watching the game probably, it's about a three-hour span, so probably about an hour and a half into the game, I will start watching it, and I'll start from the beginning, but I get to get through all the crap. Yep. And I get all the commercial breaks and all, and so it keeps recording, and generally about that time, maybe a little bit, I catch up, and I'll end almost live with the game. Yep. That That is within cool. a few. So I love doing that, and I, because... It just drives bonkers. And then occasionally, of course, they don't air every game, and I'm mm-hmm. too cheap to pay for the premium package to get it. But I can buy them on iTunes here in the U.S., oh. and uh, or I can get a subscription online to the NFL Network, and I can get the entire game, no commercials, no nothing, uh, and, they, and it shortens it down to about a 45-minute watch. And, of course, I can choose to do that. I mean, I have to wait a day for that to happen. But, heck, I might not get to see the game anyway. I know the results of the game, but I'm okay with watching it, especially if my team won or if they mm-hmm. kicked the butt, of, kicked the crap well, out of some team I really journey, hate. It's the journey, isn't it? I mean, I know some people who don't want to know what the score is in, in a sports uh, event or something like that, or who came first, second, third in, you know, say, car race or something. But it's the journey of getting there, and, and it's, you know, that enjoyment of watching it through and experiencing the whole thing, not just who wins or loses. Yeah, because I'll still get caught up in it going, I know they're going to win, but crap, they're like two touchdowns behind. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> you know, I'm still getting caught up in the, the emotion of the game. And yeah, I don't know what that is that's changed for people. Because um, my wife and I were talking before I came down to record the show, and one of her favorite new series, and I like it too, I just haven't had as much time to watch it, uh, airing on CBS in this country, is um, a show called Elementary. It's a modern take on Sherlock Holmes. Ooh, okay. uh, sure, the guy, that, yeah, the guy that plays Sherlock Holmes, and I didn't realize this at first, is one of the main char- is the main character in the nineteen ninety five or ninety six movie Hackers. Ooh, you remember that movie? Yes, I do. Very good movie. Uh, Dane was his name in the ha- in the movie. Yep, he was the blonde haired guy. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the guy that plays <clears throat> Sherlock Holmes in this, but it's set in New York. And uh, Watson is played by Lucy Liu, 
And it's really good. And my wife watched it. It's a good series. And I would recommend people watching it. The, the episodes I've seen, uh, she, she recorded the season finale and just got a chance to watch it. And she said, well, do you want me to tell you or do you want to watch it? You want me to save it so you can watch it? I said, how about we do both? Because, again, it's the journey. Yeah. I can know how it came out and still watch it. Yep. Well, well, he, and he, just like football games, I have a couple football games that I recorded from probably 15, maybe 20 years ago. I still watch. Mm-hmm. These, these are that old. But they were just such great games that I still love to watch them. Hmm. So, I mean, you know, I, I they'll come in and say, it's not football season, it's June. Why are you watching the, the Dallas Cowboys, who's my favorite team? Why, why are you watching them? They're not, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> so. But look, that's why we, we buy TV seasons and, and we watch them over and over again. I mean, Apple went with the idea of let's rent TV episodes. You know, 99 cents, I think it was, to rent each episode, as you know, as if you were going to watch it on TV, but you, you pay the money. And that was kind of cool. But they, they took that away because no one was doing it. Everyone was just like either buy or, you know, DVR it, whatever. Um, and, you know, because you've got different things like Netflix and that in the US that allows you to stream it down with your subscription and stuff like that. So, you know, it's... Uh, TV series, I think people watch a bit differently than films, to be quite honest. I think films are are watched less frequently than your favourite TV series or your favourite episodes. I mean, at the moment, at lunchtime, uh, I'm going back through the Big Bang Theory from season one all the way through. And, you know, it's amazing. I know how, roughly how each episode ends and, and you get a good idea, you know, based on your memories. But it's just cool to go and relive it and then go, oh, I forgot about that. That's excellent, you know. Yeah, you forget little little things like that. And We'll go back to where we started talking about the Star Trek movie. I know uh, the 2009, the reboot, which I am absolutely loving the fact they've rebooted and come up with a new storyline to go forward with. Yes. I'll say that right I, up front. I just, want, I just want a TV series to go along with it. Oh, that would be excellent. Most excellent. But anyway... um. The uh, uh, going back, I hadn't I'd missed that part where Spock says Uhura's first name. Ah, you know, yes. I, and I went, oh, if the people start talking, I went, oh crap, I missed it. So, <laughs> I <go back. laughs> so I had to go back in and and start watching it. And I, oh, there it is, you know. And then I got to counting the lens flares and you know the, all the other stuff. Okay, about you actually movie. counted the lens flares. For a while, and, 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 I, I, and I thought I was OCD. Well, because I, everybody was talking about the the number of lenses, like I had ignored I, I it. Did, I didn't even notice it until people started talking about it. Yeah, and uh, and I went back and went, okay, so I started counting. And I got to a point where holy crap, I'm tired of counting. <laughs> <laughs> did it get too many, and you lost count? Well, once you get beyond twenty, I can't count any. Well, count to twenty, <laughs> technically. <laughs> But then that has other problems. <laughs> 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 21. 
Oh, but no, I, yeah, I think people's viewing habits in the way that, and they're changing and a good example of this. And I heard, uh, they were talking on the Mac round table, uh, one or two episodes ago, uh, with our friend, Steve Stanger, Dave Hamilton, Chuck Joyner, and several people that we, that either one or both of us know, uh, about, you know, commercials and how they tie in. And they were talking about how they skip past commercials, which I do. I don't really pay attention to commercials. I, I'm just looking for that end point. And I'm actually watching the timer because I know pretty much the break is going to be like three minutes or between three and four. So the first, as it scrolls through, I'm not really paying attention to what's on the screen. Yeah. Uh, and Dave Hamilton had a different take on that, and I'll have to agree. I think some people are like that. Uh, but then they brought up the Star Trek ad, the one with uh, – oh, crap. The guy that's playing Spock now. Uh, oh, the, yeah. Where they do the, the old and, and new Spock. It, it's, it's an Audi TV commercial. That's right, yeah. But I had to watch it like three times before I realized it was an Audi TV commercial. <laughs> um, it was just that good. I mean, if advertisers could figure out a way to engage you and make those mini-movies – you know, well, see, some I, do. I, I must admit, not all ads are great, but some are really funny or hilarious or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, the, the same type of thing when they were advertising the uh, Star Trek game uh, that that fits within the storyline in between the the 2009 and, and the latest movie, Into the Darkness, or Into Darkness, I think it is. Um, and they had uh, William Shatner uh, doing... The uh, you know he was in the lounge room sitting with the Gorn and and they were arguing and fighting and so forth, a priceless ad you know it was just it was great but at the same time those ads and and even the Audi ad you have to be a Star Trek fan to really get it yeah, to appreciate to appreciate it yeah definitely because other people wouldn't they're just what the hell's going on here it's like you know when we see something that we're not necessarily a fan of and uh, you know. Good example, something that the wife likes and thinks is funny. You just look at it and you go, what? <laughs> you know, so it's the same type of thing. But it is it is cool when there's awesomely cool ads um, that you can yeah, have it, fun with. And, and, yeah, some are good, some it, are just bad. Well, you know, it's funny. You talked about the British shows, too, and how good they've gotten and how good, how brilliantly they're done. And my first exposure to most of those shows was on what's called public television here in the United States. It uh, used to be partially government-sponsored. And one of the best things about public television is they're used, they're 99% of the time at one point there were no commercial breaks. They had information at the top and the, at the beginning and the end of each show. You know, they had some sort of, you know, pledge to support, you know, your local mm -hmm. channel and all this blah, 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 and all that. But um, there really wasn't, and that was a great way to see a lot of those British shows. And, um, but now even PBS has got like commercials. They're not really trying to sell you anything, but it'll be like an ad. This show proudly sponsored by so-and-so makers of da, 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 yeah. and all this. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's an ad, but it's a little more subtle. So, you know, I I still like PBS sometimes, but PBS is starting to even get on my nerves. So, yeah, I'm pretty much down to, you know what, I'll just wait for the season to end. And just like the elementary, uh, the show I was talking about my wife, like, I really think when it comes out, this first season comes out on DVD, I'll buy it and I'll watch it beginning to end. Yep. And I won't have all the other stuff. And I know what happens. But that doesn't matter. I, 
I don't care. It's, as you say, it is the journey. It is the experience. It's that feeling. Oh, oh, oh wait a minute. I'm not going to yeah, sing Ke- it. Ke- Kevin, Kevin, you, you were touching yourself then. Let's not go too far into feelings. Yes. We don't want to get too touchy-feely. No, <laughs> no, no. Remember, we've got video going as well. That's true, but it's not being recorded anywhere. Thank God. Yeah, I. Uh, speaking of video, and we've talked a couple times about doing Google Hangouts for the show. Yeah. What do you think of the new Google Plus layout? Oh, boy, they fucked it. I'm going to have to turn it off. That's just annoying the hell. I can't figure out where I am in the timeline. I must be a, a mentally deficient somehow. But No, I, I, I can't. There, there is no timeline. That's the problem. And it's been a bit that way on the iPad when they released the iPad app. Uh, and... The, the problem that I've got is things like I'll, I'll, so I'll do a post and I'll put something out about oh geekiest show ever episode 100 it's out you know here it is all of a sudden I go down the list but then there's others other posts that are higher up and it's like um, why are you higher are you more important you know it's like it just goes and throws it in there and it just makes absolutely no sense to me as to why it's just like a bowl of vomit where you just, everything goes everywhere. It's just, <laughs> and, and look, okay, here's a rant for you. It's been a while okay, since wait. Mark's got on his high horse. Let me get comfortable. Wait. Yeah. Uh, did you, did you, don't undo the belt. Did you, uh, <laughs> that's disturbing, Kevin. Oh boy. Video. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> What what was I going to talk about? Ah, oh, that's right. Do you know that on iOS, Google has put a new Hangouts app, and and this kind of gives me the shits. And you know, I tried to have this argument on Nam the other day, and everyone kind of shouted me down. Oh, really? It was just a man who shall remain nameless. Like, because you know what he's like. I mean, he does pocket-sized podcast, and you know, he's fanatical. So you know, what- I even sh- I even shut you down. You did, but. Seriously, 50 billion apps have been downloaded. Yeah? How many apps are crap that you never use anymore? It's like... See, that's the thing that gives me the shits with Apple. They're doing what Windows did. Oh, look, come across to Windows. We've got all these applications. It's like, yeah, 99.9% of them are shit. Same on iOS. 99.9% of apps are crap. You know, I've had... I've. In my account, I've probably got about a thousand apps, something like that. But on my iPhone and iPad, I don't even have a hundred collectively with both. So that tells you, you know, quite clearly, I only use a tenth of what I've downloaded. And the rest is just absolute rubbish. And, uh, you know, this sort of came out and I I was just looking at it and it's like, okay, there's a Google Plus app. Now there's a Hangouts dedicated app. And it's like, but the Google Plus apps still allows you to do a handout from within the app. But now they've got a separate app that just does handouts. And Kevin, help me out here. Is it iOS? Is it Apple? Is the iPhone, the iPad an underpowered system and they have to make a separate app because they can't put all the cool features in? Is it Apple's problem? Or is it Google's problem that their coders are so fucked up that they've got no bloody idea on how to make a proper app? I mean, what's going on? Why do we have two apps to do the one thing? It really 
it it pisses me off. It's you know, look as I said on the show, and I'm actually writing an article at the moment, which hopefully maybe will be uh, published on the Mac Observer in the next couple of weeks. Uh, but you know, I've got four social networks. I've, I've got you know Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, and and uh, App.net. On iOS, I need a different app for each one because trying to use them in Safari's mobile browser, oh my god, talk about a bloody nightmare. About the only good one in the mobile browser is Facebook, surprisingly. That's actually pretty good. Um, but then if I go to the Mac, I can, um, you know, I, I can go one window in Safari, four tabs, it's all there. And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm getting sick of these, as I said, Fisher-Price little buttons. You know, it's like a, a baby's toy. I'm getting sick of all these little tiny square icons with curved edges and I'm getting sick of having to press them all the time. It's like, oh my God. You know, Apple's all about, oh, we don't want buttons. We don't want buttons. Hello? They're fucking buttons. They're just digital buttons. What the hell? You got more buttons than any other phone on the goddamn market. <sighs> Is this bothering you in some way? Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm not quite getting the context of how it's bothering you. Do I need to start from the beginning again? <laughs> I like to mess with your mind. You do, but um, look, I'm, I'm sure, you know, even those who do defend, you know, all the different apps, I'm sure that, you know, that there's, you know, part of this argument that we can all agree on, and that is that it's just there's too many little bits and pieces. I mean, I, I've only got 48 apps on my iPhone, uh, and that's enough. I know people who have their whole home page just folder after folder filled, every single folder with stuff. And it's like, how can you find anything? How can you do anything? How can you stay productive? I mean, you know, the whole idea of having an iPhone or having an iPad is so that you can be productive anywhere, in your home, in your office, out and about, catching public transport, to and from work, whatever it may be. You want to be able to stay in touch. You want to be able to do this and do that and do something else. But you can only do one task at a time anyway. But then how many apps do you need to, to get stuff done? And then how, how much are you just going between all these different apps? You know, it, it, I think yeah, people I... feel that they're more productive on these systems. But I, I start to question now, are we more productive? And, and look, this is coming from someone who has turned around and, and written and published articles saying, hey... The iPad Mini is a productivity tool too. It's not like I haven't tried it. It's not like I'm coming in and, and saying, hey, guess what? You guys suck because you don't know what you're talking about. I've tried this and it's challenging just to do basic things, to you know, to write something, to publish it. It's a challenge to do it on iOS. Now, some would argue, hey, that was never set up to do that. Fair argument. But then developers stop making fucking applications that allow me to write a goddamn novel. Stop doing it. You know, if it's not capable of doing it, then stop doing it. You know, other people would say, look, just go and get a Mac and shut the fuck up. You know, and it's like, but that, that's not the point. The point is it's there. It can be used. It's like anything. It's, Kevin, you got the, the Raspberry Pi. You know, I know a lot of other Somewhere. people. Exactly. You, you say some more, you can't find it. But, you know, I know a few other people who got it as well, but it's like, from my standpoint, I didn't get one. Why didn't I get one? Because I couldn't see how I could use it. But for some people, they'd be using it as a fully-fledged computer. I mean, 
it's the geekiness I get I, I guess in us that we we have a look at something and we try to push it to its its utter limits. And oh yeah, you know I I've done that with iOS and I, I'm interested to see what comes out in iOS seven in the next month or so. But I got to be quite honest, and I I never thought I'd say this. I can understand a little more Andy Narco's arguments as to why he personally went across to Android. Now, he still uses an iPad, as far as I'm aware, but he's moved to an Android phone. And I can see some of those arguments now a little bit clearer as I'm getting more frustrated with little things that I can't do or that takes a little bit longer. You know, I'm starting to think, geez, you know, should I, you know, stick completely within the one ecosystem or maybe should I I test the waters and I actually know a few people who you know are sort of waiting around maybe for the next iPhone and they've, they've gone out there and bought an Android and, and they're very happy with it so you know it's it's not like it can't be done it's not like people don't move but you know I, I, hey one thing if I went to Android I'm pretty sure almost 100% sure I could actually record these calls and, and do it all on the Android device. I'd have to research that, but I think there is a, a, a Skype recorder on Android, um, mm. whereas we don't have that on iOS. And look, I don't necessarily want to use that every day of the week because I like sitting at my Mac and recording properly. But boy, when I'm away on holidays or something like that or, or just out and about, you know, even just having a normal conversation... You know, there'll be times when I'll I'll need to have a conference call with someone I'm I'm collaborating with, so we do it on Skype. It's free, it's easy, and it works. But I also like to keep those uh, calls, especially if it's work related and it's dealing with projects and and you know articles that you know are going to be published and so forth. Because that's my only evidence that hey, this conversation actually happened, and this is what we agreed upon. You know, because we don't send documents back and forth to sign. We go, you know, word of mouth and so yeah. forth. So I'd like yeah. to keep a recorded copy of that. But on iOS, it's just very convoluted to, to do that type of thing. There are methods to record, but you got to have it on speakerphone. And it's like, oh, geez, just please let, let shoot me app, now. Shoot me now. Let the apps talk to each other. I mean, we're seeing it with... Uh, or is it Audio Bus? I think it's called Audio Bus, where you can link the audio applications together. So that's cool. Apple's let that through, which is absolutely awesome. Uh, now we just need Skype to support it. You know, whether or not they will is another another thing I don't know. But it would be even cool if we could have it supported with FaceTime, because then we could capture the audio out of a FaceTime call. We could do FaceTime. We don't have to do Skype. Or as you mentioned yeah. earlier, Google Plus Hangout. We could record the Google Plus handout. I, you know, it's just... These devices are so powerful. They're very impressive. They're extremely impressive for what they can do when we think about it. But they're still so limited at the, at the same time. And they're just... I don't know. They're still Fisher-Price toys in comparison. I know that they may never get as powerful and it's capable of the Mac, and you'll use the Mac for a certain purpose, and you'll use iOS for another purpose. But I just want some more flexibility, I think, is really the key at this point in time with, with the way I use things. I want more flexibility to be able to move content between apps much easier um, than you know I, I can currently do. And look, 
I don't know. Maybe I, I should take a serious look at Android. And uh, the, the problem is I don't even know anyone with an Android device where I can say, hey, can I have your crosshair? Can I have it for a couple of hours to play with it and just see what I feel like? I've got to go into the store and, and play with it. And, you know, I'm not made of money, so I don't necessarily want to... Uh, I'm, I'm made of bullshit, but not money. Okay, uh, okay, okay. I, I right, clarified I'll... that. Uh, so I, I can't really justify buying an Android device unless it's going to be my main system of choice, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I can't just go out there on a whim and say, oh, I'm going to do it, and that that's the way it's going to be, and give it a good test. I, I can't afford to do that. So I'm kind of stuck, Kevin. I'm stuck between a Fisher-Price toy and, uh, and not being able to get, you know, the customization and the the features that i want well you know i don't know as somebody that's moving more to the productivity side of things in ios and i'm still balancing out how i do it the one of the things i love doing in ios is i like for email it is the head and shoulders above the ground thing for me i love doing email in if I'm just doing correspondence, I find even when I'm sitting in front of a computer, I will opt to do my mail on my iOS device. I just there's something about the way it works, it's the way nice. it looks, and it functions for me. Again, and and the way you handle email, I will caveat this by saying it is a very personal experience for a lot of people because I've heard a lot of people talk about I like this about email, I don't like that about email. You know, I do like Outlook. I don't like Outlook. I like Mail.app. I don't like Mail.app and all that. It's a very personal experience is my my belief. And for me, iOS is probably, I would say, 90% of what I consider a perfect email situation, especially when I add on a couple little other applications where if I get an attachment that iOS can't handle, I can throw it into and look at it and, and do what I need to. Um, but it, it is the perfect email machine for me. It one, is, and I, one problem I've got with it, though, and I'll, I'll show you, Kevin. You see there, Tim Chatton has sent me four DMs via Twitter. Now, you might be asking, why do you have DMs come into your inbox from Twitter? Simple thing. Twitter does not retain them all. Right. So if, if I'm doing a conversation with one of you guys and I want to keep that conversation, it's got to come to me on email so I can archive it. Now, on the Mac, it'll actually pick that up and put it all in one area so I can just move all of them at once straight into Tim's folder, for instance. On iOS, I've got to go manually through each one and then move it across because they come in, as in this case, as three separate emails. So it, it's a pain in the butt. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, because even those, even what you're talking about, and I know exactly what you're talking about, if I hit the edit button and just tap, 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 it, it's very convenient to me. You know you what tap, I tap, hate, tap, though? And put them in the right folder. Okay, here's the thing. So I'll read it on Twitter, what the message is, and I'll reply on, on Twitter. But then, see, when I come to the Mac, I... I, I click them all once and they, they just go all red and then I can move them all at once. But when, when you have the long conversations like we generally have, it's like I've got to go down the page, down the page, down the page, tap in all the time and then go mark as red. And you know what? 
friggin' shits me is that it doesn't stay highlighted. I, I then to move it into a mailbox, I'm gonna go edit and go and highlight them again to move them into the relevant mailbox. It is like, oh no, it's just. Oh. See, I, I I know what you're talking about, but that doesn't bother me for some reason. Wow, it, it bothers me because it's just, again, it comes down to Fisher-Price toy to- kind of thing. It's like, okay, I've got to go through 10 additional steps to get the same job done that would be done in one. And look, I know it's a younger operating system and all that kind of stuff, but, you know... Well, I, and I know it's a single... It's a singular experience for a lot of people, as I said. Email is what you make of it. Um, It's not dead, despite the rumors to the contrary. No, I I love email, actually. I'm I'm using, between email and Twitter, that's my main communication. And and a little more now, I'm doing app.net communication, too. And it works fine. I... You know, I, and I'm of course I'm not a Facebook person. I'm not getting near Facebook. I'm not getting back on Facebook. I had an account for a short time. Hell, I'd go back to MySpace. I think before I go back to Facebook, but <laughs> that's all. Other, I, I gotta say, I'm actually enjoying Facebook. I, Twitter and Facebook are my two social networks. Google Plus and App.net are the bastard children. Well, see, now I'm trying to do more. I'm trying to stay fairly active on Google Plus, but I lack of attention span is part of my problem is that I'll either not pay attention to it or I'll get into it and get lost into a conversation and I look up and it's one o'clock in the morning and I need to get up in four hours to go to work and put in a you know eight nine hour day with commute and everything else maybe ten yep and it's that's the problem commute uh computer uh, Google Plus can suck me in like that, so I have to try to. That's incredible. Do it. I don't get sucked in on Google Plus. Maybe it's because no one really talks to me on Google Plus. It's always through Twitter or now Facebook, of course. But see, what what's interesting, Kevin, is I actually have to be on. Well, I don't have to. That that's the wrong way to say it. Being on different social networks allow different people to follow me, it, and and allows me to interact with different people. I don't necessarily want to name names. If you follow me, go and see my friends, okay? Uh, my friends list. Because you'll see in there people who are, you know, higher up the little daisy chain in, in the podcast and writing industry than me. They follow me on one platform, but they won't follow me on the other platform. So that's kind of cool because that gives me a direct connection with that person. I can chat with them directly. I can arrange to have them on NAMP sometime. Whereas I couldn't do that on Twitter because... And, and look, there's still some people that don't follow me on Twitter, but I'm still good friends with them. Um, I'm thinking Steve Stanner is one of them. He doesn't follow me on Twitter. I follow his stuff. But that's because what I post out, he's not interested in reading that kind of content. He's, he's very clear on that. He, he's not a, a mean guy at all. It's, it's nothing to do with that at all. It's no. just purely... That his interest and what he wants to get out of Twitter is not what I'm putting on Twitter, you know. So, and and look, you know, if we ever have a public conversation, you can still have a conversation. You just can't DM if someone's not following you. So, you know, I and I understand that. I I get that. I'm I'm the same with some people. Some people, you know, it's like I don't. I really don't want to follow this. I I don't want this coming up in my stream all the time. It doesn't mean that I don't like you. It just means that what you're putting out isn't of interest to me. But I'm finding 
that what's been put on Facebook is of interest to me. So that's why I'm using it a lot more. And, and that's why I'm, I'm really digging it and, and getting into it. Uh, you know, one person, Tim Robertson, who, you know, owner of MyMac and, and helps us host the shows and everything, uh, you know, leader of the Stoplight Network, he's very active on Facebook, but not very active on Twitter. You know, he literally can go, he can go a week without even posting anything on Twitter. And trust me, you, you send a message to him via Twitter, good luck getting a response. It just, it doesn't happen. He, he doesn't gel with Twitter. Whereas on, on Facebook, post something on Facebook, boom, immediate response. And so people use them differently. And I've found that as much as I hated Facebook, maybe six to 12 months ago, I'm loving it now. I really am enjoying it. I'm still worried about the security implications and all that stuff. But at the same time, I don't use Facebook openly. I've got it locked down in certain ways. But even without it being locked down, I, I force myself not to put out stuff. I don't put out details about the kids, necessarily details where I've been. I certainly don't put, you know, uh, details about my location when posting. You know, all that kind of stuff. I, I just don't do that. I don't put that much of myself out there. It's not that I'm worried about anything or scared about anything. I just don't feel that that's of interest to people. Maybe it is, and, and maybe I'm wrong to not do that. I'm, I mean, Tim, in contrast, he pumps out all that information. I can see where he's been, what he's doing, this and that, pictures of the family and everything. Whereas on mine, on my Facebook page, you won't see a, a picture of my kids. It's just not there. I just, I purposely don't do it. I don't, yeah. you know, if, if we're having a conversation back and forth on video and the kids are in the background, they come up and say hi or whatever... But to, to put it out there, I, I just, I don't do it. I, I keep my personal life as personal as I can without being a snob about it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I just, Facebook just feels, I, I don't know any other way to say it. And, I, and I, I say it jokingly, but I say it also seriously. It feels dirty to me. I, I feel unclean when I touch it. I mean, uh, and I and I mean that in a serious fashion and a joking fashion. It just, it's like, ooh, I had to use a public restroom that I don't think has been cleaned in the last six months. <laughs> that's, that's what Facebook look at it. <laughs> that's what Facebook is like to me. And you know, part of the problem is I'm kind of you know I'm I'm kind of an outgoing guy. You know, at least it comes to this. I. I talk to everybody. I, I don't go any place. I don't know somebody usually, as, mm. as, as my wife says. It's like, we can't travel without you bumping into somebody you know. And I just, Facebook, I, I don't, I, it just got to be overwhelming. I just couldn't stand it anymore. And it was all this pointless crap that... So it, it de- again, I, it depends who you follow. I mean, I've got a couple of, well, I had, of, of friends I keep, that, you know that are in my personal life that I've got actually no I, I take that back I've got one friend that I used to work with a few years ago and um, and so I follow him and then I've got my uncle and that's it in my real world that is it I don't even have Gretel as, as a friend on there because she posts crap to her friends and family and whatever and it's like oh I don't need to see more crap I, I live with you um, oh man boy. 
You know what? Oh, you know what? When she listens back to this episode one day, she's going to want to kill me if I'm not already dead by that stage. Not that she listens anyway. What is it with our wives and not listening to us crapping on? I mean, we think we're smart. We think we're funny. We think we're good. I mean, we're 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 heroes and 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 amazing people in our own minds. Absolutely, and, and you know, I'm I'm taking us off on a tangent for a sec. But really, when it comes down to it, I'm glad that I've, I've done podcasting. Not because... Well, I, okay, for two reasons. I've made wonderful friends over the... Who's that? You. Friend. Uh, over the two to three years that I've been doing podcasting. But more importantly, there, there's now something that the kids can forever hold on and, and pass on through generations of the family and say... Well, hey, you know, this was my father, and, and so did their kids. This is your grandfather. So, you know, it, it's that, just that emotional attachment thing that they can go back and, and relive, and also relive what it was like going through technology at that point in time, or TV shows, whatever we're talking about. But yeah. it's just kind of cool, because, right, you know, it, it, it's... We collect photographs and so forth, and some people take videos and and stuff like that. But this, I mean, they, they've got hundreds of hours of me talking and getting excited about stuff, and it's a legacy. <sighs> Am I putting you to sleep, Kevin? No, I was thinking about your kids in the future and your grandkids. You feel sorry so. for them, so do I. Uh, but, yeah, look, getting back to Facebook, I mean, the... The biggest thing is that I don't follow people I know personally in my real life. I follow you guys. I follow the people listening to this show. I'd follow you if you were on on Facebook. And I've done that on purpose. You know, I I follow my tech friends, my podcasting friends, my writer friends. I, I... I do that because, you know what, podcasting, writing... I don't get paid for podcasting, of course. Writing, I do. But even though it's a paid job and it's a career, it's fun, it's enjoyable, it's a passion, it's my life, and that's consuming. And that, that I just want to follow everything about that. Whereas yeah. personal people like family members, I don't give a damn. I couldn't care less what you're doing. I couldn't care less if you went down to the local McDonald's, if you had a flat tie or whatever. It's like... I'll see you in six months' time at Christmas. <laughs> you know, that's that's the way I kind of look at it. It's like, <laughs> I don't care, man. You know, it's like, take your crap and deal with it elsewhere. So I take the public toilet uh, kind of stuff, you know. And, and, you, I, li- and you lick it? No, no. I blow <laughs> the public toilet up because I, I select exactly who I want to follow and why I want to follow them. And I keep very much personal people, personal friends and that out of there. As I said, I've only got one personal friend in real life that I follow on Facebook and then my uncle and and that's it. Everyone else is out. I, I don't bother with them. I don't care about them. You exist. Great. We'll, we'll deal with it next time you come across to my place and ruin my afternoon but I'm not going to follow you on Facebook because what you talk about is absolute crap and rubbish and I'm personally not interested. It may be important to you but it's not important to anyone else but you. <laughs> you know, so it's... Uh, well, blow up, same Kevin, to- Kevin, look, I, I, I'm going to ask you to do something. Blow up the public toilet of Facebook and follow only your friends, your podcasting friends, your writer friends, your, your technology friends, 
Follow everyone who you've got on, on Twitter. Follow them on Facebook. It's a different conversation, a different feel, and it's enjoyable. It's, it's quite good. I don't know. It feels so wrong. But it's so it's... right. So, you know. Oh, dear God. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the show Between title. two lovers. <laughs> oh, good God. Now, seriously, look, I, I get a lot of mileage out of Facebook, um, and I don't follow that many people. I follow maybe 50, 60 people I think I've got as friends. But I get a lot of good mileage out of it. I, I get a different side of them. And, you know, sometimes some of them post family-based stuff. You know, uh, Alison Sheridan does a bit. She posts more family stuff than tech stuff over there. I, I think that's fair to say, whereas on Twitter it's very much more tech stuff. Uh, as I said, Tim Robertson, he you know posts a, a lot of family stuff and very little tech stuff, but that's who he is. He's a you know family man and he loves his family. So you know, but it, it's interesting. You see a different side of people. It, it's very hard in the 140 characters to to understand someone. It's very easy when you see them on Facebook and then what they like doing and what they enjoy doing. And as I said, look, you just got to keep keep it contained. You know, don't let everyone have access to you and don't have access to everyone. Keep it contained. If you can keep it contained, you retain some control and it's not as seedy as, as you think, honestly. I, I wouldn't even recommend it because, you know me, I, I was alongside you saying, I hate Facebook. This place is just sleazy. It's just bad. It's crap. It depends who you follow. I think every social network can either be... Um, you know, it, it can be ruined by people. I mean, it's it's people. I mean, hell, look at real life. You know how you look at people in real life, and it's like, oh man, I got to deal with that asshole again. Same thing on Twitter. <laughs> if they're an asshole, uh, there's Twitter, Facebook, social networking. If they're an asshole, don't follow them. <laughs> don't be friends with them. So, yeah, no, I understand that. I just Facebook. I just the the little bit of time I spent on it, I just. Don't, don't, don't think of it as Facebook. Think of it as connecting with the people you care about most. And, 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 but don't make it family. Because I know you, you, you connect... Okay, everyone thinks... Oh, I, oh, I, I didn't connect family with family first. I know. That was one thing I never did, was I never connected with the, the few family members mm. that I knew that had Facebook pages. And and I keep getting requests from them. Oh, you need to get on Facebook so I can share photos. I'm going. No, you can just email me the damn photo. Yeah, oh. yeah. You, you just don't want that much. I mean, look, we all remember the the couple of times a year you guys have Thanksgiving in the US, and and then we've got Christmas and that when you gotta have the family members over. Oh my god! And then by the end of it, there's an argument and and someone's pissed off and someone's upset, and it's like there's a knife. There's a knife fight, there's blood, there's yeah. stitches, tourniquets. Like, why do we bother? I mean, look, really, family in a way is an interesting dynamic. And I know that we're running way over. And we should oh my just, God, yes. We should just close the show. And maybe we should leave this to next week to talk about the family dynamic. Because I, I could go on for another half an hour quite easily. But when you look at it, and I, I'll just make it as brief as possible, you know... People don't get along, and families, we're not inbred, most of us anyway, so families haven't been putting up with themselves for years, so you've got in-laws, 
And the in-laws are the worst. You know, well, okay, let me put it this way. My mother-in-law, I think she's wonderful. She's great. My mother, oh my God, she's a pain in the fucking ass. Uh, And I feel sorry for Gretel and the kids having to put up with my mother, right? (laughs) But whereas Gretel's mother is wonderful. But see, it's the thing with families. If I could cut my mother out, I would. Because she's a pain in the ass. She annoys the shit out of us. All of us. Uh, Whereas, you know, my mother-in-law, wonderful lady. Very funny. So, you know, it, it, it's just that. And, and you sort of, you link things together. And, uh, you know, Gretel's had kids from, you know, previous relationships and so forth. And so, you know, I've got the, the stepchildren and in inverted commas kind of thing. And it's like, I don't care. They don't interest me as such, if, if that makes sense. It's like, what they do is what they do. And it's like, you know, I've known you for the past 10 years and... You're just like this friend that comes across, but you're not family, family, if you know what I mean. They probably feel the same way about me. But when you get that together and you've got different opinions and different families and in-laws that come in and and then distant cousins and distant relatives, nobody wants to fucking be there, man. No one wants to be... No one wants to go to, to, to Christmas or Thanksgiving and give you a damn gift. You're, you 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 managed to get on another rant. You did two rants in one episode. I did. That's got to be a record. And you know what? We might carry this one over to next week because I'm sure that I'm putting people to sleep as we speak. And I know that it's get into your Betty by time, Kevin. Nighty night, sleep tight. What is it, listeners, with Kevin lately? He's been in a sinning mood. I mean, I I just don't. Get it? He he used to never sin before. Now he's sinning all the time, and he even got Mike sinning. I gotta say, Mike had a pretty good voice though. Just saying. Yeah, well, I don't really he, care. He, he had some nice <laughs> tones. He had some nice tones. Anyway, before, sounds like you have a man crush on him. Before, you got a romance before, going. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. <laughs> Mike, if I were you, I'd be locking your doors at night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. He'll never podcast with me again. Anyway, Kevin, where can the listeners find out more about you? Behind solidly locked doors, (laughs) along with with tasers to keep Mark out, (laughs) you can find me uh, over on Twitter.com at forward slash B-I-G underscore I-N underscore V-A. Or you can uh, go over and find out other things about me. I'm on Google Plus uh, uh, forward slash Kevin Alder or app.net as big in VA as well. So circle me up, follow me, do whatever it is. But I'm going to have the taser out because I'm worried about Mark now. So Don't worry. I'm, wor- I'm worried about me too. Can I taser myself? Uh, anyway, you can find me, if I haven't toasted myself, at uh, markgreentree.com, and there you can find links to absolutely everything I do, except for Facebook, because I don't want to be that public on Facebook, but if you want to, you know, friend me up over there, I'd appreciate it, and I might just friend you back, but if I don't like what you're posting, I'll unfriend you. Boy, that was a downer of an ending to an episode. Until next week, take care. And between now and next week, don't forget to hug a geek. Hello, Mark. How are you today? I am doing well. Everyone listen to Not Another Mac Podcast because it is fun. Ha ha.